silence, zero energy, recluse. Why is it so hard to not give? You want to nurture, love, ascend, but these mere men just, ugh, I don't know what the fuck is up with them. They're so fucking lazy. Yes, there's work to be done, but also, yes, you have to do it. And yes, all while living your life and taking care of your responsibilities too. Yes, doing everything simultaneously isn't just reserved for women. We do the shit all the time. And if you want us and what we bring, your ass got to do it too. We are not to be compartmentalized. We are beings, not things or tasks. If you are not able or willing to accept, appreciate, value, and contribute to a woman, you don't deserve to have one. Hi, welcome to another episode of Poetry and Conversations, the podcast. So the piece you just heard coming in is entitled, uh, Yes. Um, (laughs) It's very interesting because, you know, when you're in the moment and you're writing something, Um, And your thoughts are just kind of coming out on paper or what have you to hear it back, like to read it and record it and then hear it back. I kind of chuckled a little bit while reading it because I can sense the aggravation and the annoyance and a a little bit of frustration in my voice. Um, And it's very interesting when you listen, when when I listen to all of these pieces back, I can hear like the different tone and a different um, waves of emotion, like I'm kind of going through this emotional roller coaster, if you will, all at like one time. Like I said, remember, all of these pieces in this series were written back to back to back to back to back, like over a span of maybe 20 minutes or so. So to have to feel so many different emotions in such a relatively short amount of time, um, it's just interesting to read them back and hear them back, especially if you're not in that space anymore and kind of hear like how it's like a timestamp, right? So let's just dive right into it, okay? There are a few points that came up for me. And so just to give you guys a little bit of insight on my process when I write, because when I have these points, some people may think, oh, well, when did you think about these points or when did they come? So typically I will write a piece And like immediately after writing the piece, I may read it right then and then I'll jot down the points or the thoughts that I had about it. Like I'll jot down these points of what I felt either stuck out in the piece or points that I wanted to touch on or things that like arose. So the points that I make, I actually write, I bullet those, like I bullet those points after every piece so that even when I do go back to read it, I can see what kind of inspired it. Like, where was my mind at when I wrote that piece? What was I really thinking about? So that's just a little tidbit, a little insight on my process. But the points that I thought about after writing this piece, and I'll I'll, I'll list them first, and then we'll dive in to each one individually. I am a list girl. So first and foremost... Men want all the luxuries and amenities that come along with having a woman, but none of the work. Okay, I know that's going to be an interesting one. Also, we as women can't afford to stop one thing for another. That is a big one. You know, women these days, well, we'll we'll get into it. I'm not going to go into the explain. We'll we'll list and then we'll, we'll dive in. So women, you know, we women cannot afford to do, to stop one thing for another. 
we as women are more willing to do the work. And there's a quote that I wrote down because this this piece made me think about this quote. And a guy told me this quite some time ago. And this is what his father told him very early on, which actually shaped his interactions and his experiences with women moving forward. And that quote that his father said to him was, the most expensive pussy is free pussy. <laughs> okay, so we gonna get into that one for sure. All right, like that, that, that one right there, we, we gonna get into that one for sure. But let's, let's go back to the whole men wanting the luxuries and amenities that come along with women or with having a woman without any of the work, like with none of the work. So let's start there. I know that we've kind of talked about this um, in part or maybe even in full in some previous episodes. Um, But what it really boils down to is, you know, I remember my father said years ago, um, if a man can't afford a woman, he don't deserve to have one. And and this kind of reminds me of that. So some people can take the word afford and just on a very surface, shallow base model, face value level and associated with monetary, meaning financially, money-wise. Like if he can't afford her monetarily, financially, then he hasn't he hasn't deserved to have her. And the word afford, there's a lot of things. It goes beyond just tangible coin, okay? So when I say or what I took or what I take now as an adult from my father saying years ago, if a man can't afford a woman, he doesn't deserve to have one. Now he may, because my dad is very traditional. He is very old school. He's a military man. So the whole provide, protect, you know, that whole judge, that is definitely something that he subscribes to as a part of what a man should be. And that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. We will definitely table that about, you know, the perceived notion of what a man is supposed to be and should be versus what the true definition of manhood is. But I will not go there today. But I do think that my father, when speaking about if a man can't afford to have a woman, he doesn't deserve one. I do think that he was speaking of more in a monetary way, right? Like if I can't afford to take care of her and provide for her and kind of pay the cost to be the boss or whatever, then I don't deserve to have one. If I ain't got no money, I don't don't deserve to have no woman. But when I look at that and I hear that, especially as 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 a woman today, as a grown woman today, I look at if you can afford it in other ways, i.e. emotionally. Can you afford a woman emotionally, um, mentally, spiritually? Can you afford that? Like, can do you have the emotional currency? Do you have the mental currency? Do you have the spiritual currency to be able to afford all that comes along with having a woman? And to what capacity? Because the same way we can't walk into a store and get something that we don't have enough money to buy. It's the same thing when dealing with your interactions and relationships with women. Let me explain. If you go into the grocery store and you have $20, but what you want out of the grocery store costs $30, you can't get that, right? Let me use a different example because the grocery store is a little bit different because you might have multiple things. Let's just say you go into the Nike store 
and you want these sneakers and the sneakers cost, you know, $130, but you only got $89. Well, you can't get the sneakers because you can't afford it, right? You can't get the sneakers that you want because you don't have enough money to pay for it. So when it comes down to the types of interactions or relationships that you have with women, then it's like, what can you really afford? So when I talk about all the luxuries and amenities, some people may seem, may think that their luxuries are their time. They may feel that their luxuries are, you know, their body. If they're being physically intimate with the person, they may feel that their luxuries are, you know, I'm going out on dates with you. I'm talking on the phone with you, you know, whatever. So if you cannot afford all that comes along with having a woman that's giving you full luxuries and full amenities and you don't you don't you don't deserve to have her which kind of goes back to um the thought that was explored a bit in a, a podcast maybe two podcast episodes before where it's like listen if you're just trying to kick it and you don't want to do anything else except kick it then only reach out and holler when you're trying to kick it don't be trying to get all the extras all the comforts all the security all the mush all the greatness that comes along with you know relationship things when you know you can't afford to reciprocate that right that's what it really boils down to it boils down to the reciprocity it boils down to when i say you know without you know you can't get all that without doing any of the work being reciprocal takes work it truly does it's not something that you know you just uh, you can just unintentionally do no 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 reciprocity is a choice and it's something that you have to actively do so in order for you if you want all the luxuries and amenities that comes along with sharing with a person, then you have to be willing and ready, capable, able, and you have to be able to afford to be reciprocal. And that otherwise, you don't deserve to have it because why is it okay for you to have something, but it's not okay for that person to have the same thing in return from you? Why is it okay to give something to someone that they have, that they do not want to, cannot, will not, whatever, that they're not giving to you in return? There has to be some reciprocity there. So that's what that really speaks of. Now, as it relates to women not being able to afford to stop doing one thing for another, let's 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 go there. That really speaks to the fact that you know, sometimes not always and y'all know how I am. I try my best to be fair. Because I know there's always exceptions to the rule. There's, you know, there's not, you know, it's not like every man on the planet is this way or every woman on the planet is that way. We're speaking of in a general setting, you know, like we're speaking of what the majority or the general consensus kind of is, like what you see the most. And mostly what we see is that women know there's multiple shit that needs to be done at all times, both professionally, personally, as a friend, as a mother, whatever. And we know that the world does not stop and that we cannot set aside and say, oh, well, I want this, but I'm not going to put the energy into that because I need to put the energy into this. But I'm still, you know, I still want what this brings, but I'm not going to give it the attention and the energy that it needs because I got to give my attention over here. But I still want the value of that. So I'm going to just half ass this over here because I ain't got the time, but I still want the full benefits. I don't want half ass benefits. I want full benefits. I'm going to give half ass time because I got this, this, this and this. No, 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 no. We be like superwoman for real. 
Like, we all that shit. Yep, got to go to work. Yep, got to pay these bills. Yep, got to take care of these kids. Yep, got to love on this man. Yep, got to da 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 Like, all of it simultaneously. Yes, it's a lot. Yes, it's not easy, but we do it anyway. And sometimes it appears as if, you know, our male counterparts, because I date men, so that's the perspective that I'm speaking from, okay? Don't come for me. But it seems a lot of times that our male counterparts, they don't want to do that. Like they they don't want to simultaneously get their own shit together while also building and maintaining outside of themselves. And it's like they want to compartmentalize us, you know, because they, you know, they feel like, okay, I can only deal with one thing at a time. I can only, but, but at the same time, it's not like you're saying, if you're saying you can only deal with one thing at a time and you need to put this aside because you can't focus your energy over here because you ain't trying to worry about that right now. And okay, that's cool. But put some parameters around your dealings with us then. Put some parameters around that because it really, you know, it, it, it really can be frustrating because like I know nowadays in 2019, a lot of women and men really, which is awesome are seeking outside objective help with getting our shit together, right? And in doing so, it is opening our eyes more to the areas that we need to kind of work on, the areas that we may be lacking in, and finding the resources and the tools to be able to tackle and handle all of those things while also continuing to live our everyday lives as well. And I just personally think that for whatever reason, maybe it's more experience with it, maybe it's a genetic thing, but I just think that women as a whole we kind of have an upper hand on doing everything all at once and still maintaining a level head and not leaving anything off the table and maybe you know maybe that's something to be explored as well should we be compartmentalizing things? Should we be letting certain things fall to the wayside and not worrying about that shit right now and focusing on other things? Should we compartmentalize more and not take on everything at one time simultaneously and still keep the damn train moving and going? You know, it's kind of like when Beyonce says... um, I'm trying to think of what's... Oh, and, and the girls, Run the World. Girls Run the World song when she says... Don't you, boy, don't, boy, I know you love it how we're smart enough to make these millions, strong enough to bear the children, then get back to business, right? And so that's like mad facts, like probably really shit ever told. Like we smart enough to make these millions, strong enough to bear these children and get back to business, like all in one swoop. Even if we think about it from my community, my culture, African-American women, how historically, when we were slaves in this country, how we literally had to be pregnant, work throughout the entire pregnancy, sometimes give birth on a freaking cotton field, pull the baby out, strap it to your goddamn back and keep that shit pushing. Keep it moving. You got to deal with your emotional state. You got to take care of this baby. You got to take care of your family. You got to survive. You got to work. All of that, we ain't had no time to stop one thing for another because life kept going on. Things kept going on, kept happening. And maybe, even with that, maybe that is part of the resilience and the frustration 
of the black woman. And when we don't see our men do the same thing or put in the same effort, we feel like, damn, y'all lazy as fuck. Like we doing all of this shit and we ain't even bitching and complaining. Like what you, what you, what you mean you can't get your shit together and, and fuck with me? What you mean you can't do this and focus on your career? What you mean? What, 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 what you mean? Right? So I think that that's something that's definitely worth discussing. I hadn't even thought about it until just now about, you know, historically how as black women, we've always had to just keep it fucking pushing no matter what is going on. Like we were not allowed to stop anything to address anything else. And, you know, maybe that's something that needs to be explored because maybe we don't have the same grace and mercy um, and compassion for our men because no one has ever really given that compassion, grace, or mercy to us. Hmm. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about it in that way. Because it definitely was not my thought process when I wrote this piece. At all. And that's the good thing of being able to write something. Live in the space. Feel it. Put it down. It is what it is. That's how you felt in that moment. But then... As time passes and things happen in between that time and you grow in between that time and you revisit something and you read it, you hear it, you hear different things than what you heard when you originally wrote the piece. Because even now with me saying this to you guys and I don't, you know... When I come to record, you know, I'm a, I'm a one and done type of take person. I don't go back and edit these things and listen to what I said and change it up and ooh, I'm going to take that out. Nah, the same way I write on paper exactly how it comes in my head, it's the same thing that I do when I'm speaking to you guys about my reflection on it and my dissecting of it and what I'm thinking about the piece now and what it means now and what it's bringing up now and what I'm thinking. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't edit myself at all. I don't do that because then it's not pure. It's not raw. It's not real. And no, if I'm going to give it to you, I'm going to fucking give it to you. Or I ain't going to give you shit at all. But if I'm going to lay it out there, I'm going to lay it out there. And so it's very interesting for me to now have these thoughts of where that feeling of yeah I gotta do all this shit so you're gonna do it too it really speaks to epigenetics and that's another topic that I hope to get to on this podcast at some point which essentially is you know like saying if your DNA is the actual hardware like the computer like if we all go buy this Apple computer factory Apple computer the the hardware is the DNA but the software is like, you know, the epigenetics. Like that's the things that changes. Like if I have a regular Mac, you have a regular Mac, but I put Microsoft Word on here. I put Adobe Photoshop on here. I put Illustrator. I put, you know, um, pro, uh, something, what is it called? Um, something pro, whatever. I put all these different programs and softwares to kind of like soup my computer up to where it has all these different things, but yours is still just factory. Yeah, it's the same computer. The hardware is the same. But the software is different because of all the environmental and external things that have happened and how some of those things are passed down from generation to generation, which means that even though I personally in this body, in this existence may not have experienced slavery, I still have a lot of the traits and software inside of me from my previous ancestors who did experience it, even though I didn't. So that's a whole other topic. So just listening kind of to that and why I probably had that thought of I'm doing everything I can. If I can handle every goddamn thing at one time, why can't you do the same thing? Maybe it stems from that. So that's something that, you know, 
I think and I hope to explore and kind of discuss further along. But it also kind of ties into the fact that, you know, women are more willing to do the work. And, you know, I think, again, historically, because we've had no other choice but to do so, especially black women, like we've had no choice but to do the goddamn work or it won't get done. And now I'm thinking about this meme. Well, not even a meme. It was a post that someone posted. And I'm going to paraphrase. I don't remember it exactly. But essentially, it said that the woman was stuck between I'm spoiled and I'll get it done my goddamn self. You know what I mean? Like something along those lines. So if somebody, you know, knows the post that I'm talking about or knows whatever, you know, definitely send it to me. Put it on our Instagram page, Poetry and Conversations, or put it, you know, DM me or whatever text me what send it by or whatever if you see it send it to me but essentially you know what it means is that like we don't have the luxury of waiting we don't have the luxury of you know not doing the work because we still got to keep it pushing every day and I, and I think it just comes across sometimes and it may not be intentional or it may not be you know how it it, it is intended to be but it just kind of is how it's perceived it's kind of perceived sometimes that you know, men aren't as willing to do the work as we are, or maybe it's that they're not, they don't have a, as much of a sense of urgency to do the work the way that we have the sense of urgency to do the work that's needed for us to get to the place that we want to be as our higher, you know, our highest selves and as, as full of a woman as we can be. And that's something I feel that's worth exploring because I definitely feel like men and women oftentimes are on different timelines. <laughs> I honestly feel like we're on different timelines a lot of times. And maybe it's not that he's not willing to do the work it's just that the pace in which he is doing the work is not on the same pace that we are with doing the work. So it appears and comes across as if we're doing everything and they're not doing anything at all. They're being lazy, right? So I think that that's something that's worth exploring as well. And I'm definitely, as always, interested in hearing what the men have to say. I do have a fair share of male listeners, which is very interesting to me. I'm not surprised that I have a lot of male listeners, but it is interesting to me that I do and that they continue to listen and that they engage and that they, you know, put comments and, you know, kind of let me know what they're thinking, whether they publicly put a comment like on the Poetry and Conversations Instagram or if they text me um, a comment or if they DM me a comment. Um, So it's, you know, or if I'm just talking to the men that I know uh, in my life and they're giving me their opinion about the show and, you know, what I said and how it is from their perspective. And it's something that is very intriguing. And, you know, that's why I, I, I love that they're involved and that they're even open because this is definitely not a male bashing series. Um, this series is just really going through my range of emotions at that time in that space for what I was dealing with, you know, the incident that I experienced at that time. And that's just, you know, what it was. So I, I, I'm definitely 
I'm definitely interested in exploring about if men feel they're doing the work or not, if they feel they're doing it. And if they feel like they're just not doing it at all, if they feel like they are doing it, they're just doing it. They're just not doing it at the pace that we do our work or at the pace that we feel they should do theirs. And if that's where the true misunderstanding is coming in. And last but definitely not least, the comment that uh, the guy I know whose father told him the most expensive pussy is free pussy. Not child. Let's, let's. When I heard that, <laughs> let's just say I was like, uh, do tell, right? So, what does that really mean? So, when he said the most expensive pussy is free pussy, the free pussy that he's speaking of is when you're in a relationship with someone, right? Someone that you're in a relationship with that you all have, you know, a sexual relationship as well. Like you're in a relationship with them. You have sex with them. You're not paying them for sex. Like it's not like somebody that you're tricking off. It's not like you going down, you know, on the um, on a pier and grabbing you a lady of the night and leaving, you know, giving her the money in the car and letting her go. Or you're not going down to a brothel and picking out the girl you want, handling your business and going on about your business, right? That's what he's considering like the paid you know, pussy that you're actually pay for versus the free pussy is the one that you're getting. He's saying it's the most expensive because it requires the most out of you. It kind of goes back to the can you afford it type of thing. Because when you got the free pussy, not only do you sometimes spend actual money on it, and it depends on how deep you are in with that relationship. How free is it? Meaning... Is it someone that you're dating? Is it someone who you are dating exclusively or and or in a relationship with committed wise? Is it someone you are married to? Because let's go, let's go for the married part. So if you're married to somebody, right? And you have a sexual relationship, obviously, because you're married. The monetary part may be, you know, paying a mortgage, putting gas in a car, buying groceries, you know, all those little things that cost money for when you cohabitate with somebody. Yeah, 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 that's that. But see, the the, the real expensive shit, okay, with that, ain't, ain't that. The real expensive things with that is the time, the emotion, the, 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 the spiritual connection, you know, all, especially the emotional currency, like that is what, you know, the having to talk shit out when you don't feel like talking it out sometimes, having to be considerate, having, you know, all those things that come along with being in a relationship with someone, that's, that's what you really got to give. And that is far harder for most people to give than a couple dollars. Right. Because you have to deal with so much other stuff. And I'm not saying it's bad stuff, but it's just so many other things that have to be accounted for that you have to be able to afford to give when you ain't just leaving the money on the dresser. See, when you just leave the money on a dresser, you ain't got to deal with none of that shit. Like you literally go in, pick your broad. This is what I want. How much is it going to cost? Pay for it and walk out the door after you get it. And that's a wrap. That's it. It didn't cost you nothing else but the dollar. That is, you know, and we all know this. And I don't know if some, well, maybe we don't all know this, but I will tell you if you don't. Money is the lowest level energy-wise of exchange. Money is the lowest frequency, the lowest level of energy exchange. It is. If you mad height, just because a nigga giving you some money, honey, mm-mm, 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 
Lowest level of energy exchange. Lowest. Anybody can give you a dollar. Anybody can give you a coin. But not anybody can give you their time, their emotion, their heart, their honesty, their transparency, their vulnerability, their spirit, their mind, their, you know, like the list goes on. The money part, oh, child, that's basic as fuck. So if you think you're getting something just because a nigga giving you some coin, that's basic as hell, right? No shade, just stating facts. It's basic. Bare bottom, low ass energy, girl, no. Okay. If that's what, you know, so that's what that is. So that, so that's saying when, when his father told him the most expensive pussy is free pussy, I think it's a valid statement. It's going to cost you a hell of a lot more for the sex that you ain't paying for than it does for the sex that you go out and buy. And what it did for him is he said that it made him look at women in the different relationships that he was in a lot more seriously. And this father of his had a lot of little sayings. And there's another one that I'll leave for another podcast. I'm sure it'll find its way someplace else. Um, his, his father with all his quotes and things. I don't know if he was trying to scare the poor boy from having relationships or what, but he said some wild shit. But yeah, but you know, that's one that, you know, really stuck out to me. You know, it does take a lot, you know, when you are intimate with someone and it is beyond just the monetary value of it. So, you know, this piece obviously it evoked aggravation. It evoked annoyance. It evoked a lot of those things inside of me that I, you know, definitely was, you know, in, in, a, in I, I felt a ways. Like, you know, I truly, truly, truly felt a ways about some of those things. And I put that on the paper. But now after listening back to it, getting on here, discussing my points at the time and really hearing myself aloud, think about them. I really see the deeper, finer, more minute details of that and knowing that, you know, maybe men aren't as lazy as we think or as lazy as even I felt in the moment of writing that piece. Maybe they are doing the work and maybe they are doing some of the same work that we're doing, but just because they're not doing it at the pace and in the time that we would like for them to do it doesn't discredit what's being done. You know, and I did not think that I would have that thought process <laughs> listening back and, you know, hearing it back. I definitely didn't think that I would think that. But that's the beauty of it. You know, when you're in your feelings and your emotions are high and you're kind of talking off the top of your head and heart, you know, sometimes things come out the way they come out. And that's just what it is. And sometimes you do need to revisit it, have another conversation, look at it with a different eye and you can get a different viewpoint on it so I'm definitely interested in hearing what you guys have to say as always I mean like me and one of my um one of me one of my friends we have kind of like this weekly <laughs> this weekly debriefing if you will about each podcast and I, I love her to life and she always kind of gives me like all her points what she thought and we have like full-on discussion about each episode and you know I think it's you know I think it's great and I I love that because I never know how you guys are going to you know, receive this because when you hear it, 
you know, it has already been, by the time you hear it, hear the, the episodes, they've already been recorded. They've already been put out there. So when you guys are hearing it, um, and then you come back to me, sometimes I don't even really remember all the time what I said because I've already recorded it and it's already out there. So you're hearing it for the first time when it's live, but it's not my first time hearing it, nor did I, it's not like done in real time. You know what I mean? So, um, it's just, it's just very interesting to kind of, because even more time has passed at that point, right? So there's time that has passed between me writing the piece and recording how I feel about it. And there is another time space in between you guys hearing it and giving feedback. So always a pleasure, always good. Trust and believe the saga continues. I believe that there are, let's see, I think there may be about four to five um, more episodes in the Gene series, um, in that emotional wave. So there's definitely, you know, some other things to explore, some other emotions to feel, some other, uh, things to share with you guys. So I cannot wait to hear your responses for this week. And I definitely look forward to, you know, you guys coming back next week and we share then. So until next time, holla.